Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Brent Love, and this is Hope Works, a podcast by Hope Surrogacy. In every episode of Hope Works, we talk to real people on the surrogacy journey. Whether it's a surrogate who's carried someone else's beautiful baby, or the moms and dads who turn to surrogacy to build their family. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Margaret and Eric. Margaret and Eric came to surrogacy 10 years ago with the hope of having a baby. Their son, Mark, is now nine years old, and Margaret and Eric are so proud to be his parents. You can really hear it in the way they talk about him. It's beautiful. I met the three of them in their apartment in New York, and this episode is full of the textures of their life as a family. Their dog, who Mark renamed Whiskies, was walking around the apartment, and you could hear sirens outside even from the 16th floor. Mark joins the episode at the end, and just like a normal kid, he's got a little bit of a cold. In this episode, Margaret and Eric share their journey from the day they met their surrogate to the relationship they have now, 10 years later. When they look back, how do they feel about surrogacy now? Well, you'll have to let them tell you. Okay, hi. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me in your house. Thanks for coming. Our pleasure. Um, Eric, what do you do for work? What do, or what do you do? In- uh, I work in IT. I'm an IT manager for a small remote access uh, IT company in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, we do a lot of work in the garment district. Uh, uh, I've been in the field for about 20, 25 years. Before that, I was a wannabe actor. Yeah. And uh, then I had to make money because I had a child, so I got a real job. Margaret, yes. what do you do? What's your I life full of? I am a psychotherapist in private practice. And I've been doing this also for about 19, 20 years. Before that, I had a long career in the media business. Selling oh. advertising sales for television. Oh, cool. Um, so can you tell me about your son and what he's like? Our son, Mark Ross, he is a big personality. He's full of life, huge, <laughs> takes up a lot of room. He's funny, he's smart, interesting. And he's, he's nine years old. Mm-hmm. So you went through the surrogacy process um, almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. I want to go back in time just a little bit to how did you know as a couple that you wanted to be parents? So um, both of us were married before. Mm-hmm. And as I said, Eric has a daughter from yeah. his first marriage. And I've always wanted to be a parent, always. And I had fertility problems in my first marriage. And we looked into adoption back then, and our marriage did not survive the fertility process oh. and various various other things. And, um, and so we split up before we actually completed family building. Um, so, and so then when I met Eric, I still, I, I wasn't sure if I had enough time left. Um, and then surrogacy brought us this opportunity. So when did you meet Eric? I met Eric in 2001. Actually, we had uh, our first date a month, month after 9-11, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd you know he was the one? <laughs> he makes me laugh. Mm. And he's a really, really kind man with a big heart. Eric, how'd you know? 
Uh, I really didn't. I thought I was way out of my league. <laughs> and uh, But she returned my calls, and she, she said yes when I asked her for repeated uh, dates. And uh, she's just a sweetheart and very kind and generous and funny, and she laughs at my jokes. And just uh, I lucked out. I hit the jackpot. You know, it's interesting when you uh, get together with somebody sort of second time around at a different life stage. We both came with um, lots of friends and family, really our own lives. Yeah. And, um, and our lives merged together so nicely. I love Eric's friends and vice versa. Yeah. And um, so it, it's an interesting way to merge two lives as opposed to meeting young and then growing a life together. At um, at what point do you like? Do you remember what the conversation was? Where you were in your life when you were like, okay, let's go for it. Let's like have a baby. Let's do this. Do you remember what that conversation was like and what was happening in your life at the time? Yes, I had just um, finished graduate school for my second career, and I knew I wanted to have a baby, and I was I. I was a little hesitant in, you know, sort of asking Eric. I mean, it came it came from me mm-hmm. because that part of his life was satisfied, right? He has a beautiful daughter. And Eric, you were kind and generous enough to say yes. I mean, we didn't know how we were going to do it, yeah. per se, but um, but he was willing. And I'm so grateful to you for that. Well, I didn't think I'd ever have another child. And uh, the topic came up, and I kind of thought, that's kind of interesting, but strange, but hmm, maybe. And the more I thought about it, I thought, why not? Yeah. And uh, glad we did. Can I ask, um, is there anything about having a daughter that affected that decision for you on your side of things? Um, sure, because I went through parenthood once and it's such a glorious uh, experience that how could I possibly say no yeah. or I don't want to do it again, even though, again, I knew I was a little bit older, but I said, I'll do it. I'll suck it up and I'll stay healthy and uh, I'll Find the energy. Kind of go into the unknown of what this will look like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just a great thing. Um, so you decided to have a kid. You went into adoption. You uh, end up getting connected to a surrogacy agency. Did you end up talking to Mary then? Is that because... Our first conversation was not with Mary, okay. but she put us in touch with Mary. Okay. Um, do you, so this would have been 10 years ago. This was in April. Ah, this is literally 10. It was 2008. So it was 11. No. Yes. It was 2008 in April. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just about 11 years Just ago. Just about 11 years ago. When you had your very first conversation, mm-hmm. you had already been talking to an adoption You'd already been in kind attorney, of the, uh, you'd yes. been talking to adoption attorney and, and going in into that world. So you were kind of 
on grazing the path it, already. Grazing it. Well, we had made a decision uh-huh. and grazing the path. Uh, um, so what there's about, so many different, you know, yeah. options for adoption. So what about surrogacy felt right to you? The fact that there was, that we could have input, you know, biological input. Yeah. Um, if that's the way to put it. Yeah. No, I mean, Biolo- I think yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's really one of the reasons yes. why you, we, we thought it was a wonderful idea. You know, additionally, we could be part of the, you know, the whole process. Yeah. Right? I mean, in adoption, you... Uh, the way I imagine it, almost you, you know, can sort of get a phone call and then all of a sudden you're, you yeah. know, you're handed a child if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were, we were able to be part of the process and our relationship with our, our carrier was um, open and close and we got, you know, we, you know, we were able to be a part of it, which was so nice. Okay. So you make your embryos mm-hmm. um, and at some point you meet your surrogate. So can can you tell me what meeting your surrogate was like or what okay, you remember? Okay, so that? actually that happened first. Oh. Yes. Okay. It's I, it may be different now. Um, so we had our initial conversation in April, and then in June we came out, Eric and I came out, and we had our psychological evaluation. And I failed, but <laughs> I took anyway. Okay, that's a joke for anyone who's listening. It's, you don't you don't really fail it, um, but uh, can you fail it? No, no, you can't fail it. I don't. I don't think you can fail it. Although I do know that you know it's a very important process, and you can be part. not ready for surrogacy. That yes. is true. You can be not ready. It's true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mary had found us. Um, our carrier. She matched us, and then we met Lori and her husband, Steve. And How would you describe them, Lori and Steve? Good stock. They're, that's how I would... That's how, just really best, sort of, of down... our best friends now. Yeah, down mm. to earth. Um, she had already had two kids. She had two daughters. And uh, she did this... Not for financial reasons. She did this out of the goodness of her heart to make a difference. <laughs> and she did. She did a wonderful thing for us. How could we not love her for that? How did you know that she was doing it out of, like, from her heart? How did you know your surrogate well, was doing it? Well, we talked to her about it, and yeah. she said it was easy for her to have children, and she had friends that had trouble having children. And, you know, Lori is, she's an unusual person. She's um, a real goal setter, um, of, <laughs> you know, interesting things, and um, interesting and challenging goal she sets for herself and that was one of the things she put on her list hmm. i'd like to do this and um and she did <laughs> and so you start going down this so you had the match and at the match you hit it off just right away yeah we did we did they're um they're really 
down-to-earth, nice people with great senses of humor, both of them. And, you know, they agreed to and we agreed to it. And you were, you were living in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you flew to Wisconsin to meet right. them. Right, right. And then can you describe kind of what it was like after that match? What, what happened? What your, what your relationship with them was like? Sure. So um, it was, the way I put it is she was very open um, she let us know, are you talking about after? Yeah. Yeah. So you have the match and yes, then the match and, and then you have to keep in, I, cause as I remember it, when we got matched, you kind of have this match meeting and then there are process, medical logistical mm-hmm. things that you have to do. But in between those things, you're kind of encouraged to just make a relationship. Yes. What was that like? It was... This, we sort of had this silent agreement, I think, on both sides that was ne- you know, never really talked about, that it was a close, open, but boundaried relationship. Mm. So we really felt like this was Lori's responsibility. Mm. And there's so much trust that goes into this process that you can't control, you can't know everything. And I thought, before I met her, before going into this, I felt like, I'm going to want to know absolutely everything, everything mm-hmm. she does every day, everything she eats, you know, <laughs> um, for, you know, all day long. And then it became strangely, um, not even an issue. I, mm. we had, we had trust and we knew she was going to take care of herself. Um, and she kept us, you know, she kept us involved. I guess it was, we would have weekly conversations and whenever she had doctor's appointments, oh, we, we, we're not visual, but she sent us this incredible picture that she had made. We should go, we should get it for you to see, Brent. I'd love to see it. Um, it's a Shel Silverstein quote. Hmm. And, um, and it's a picture of the, the uh, embryo. You know, uh, it, it was a picture of the sonogram, I guess, that they had blown up. Yeah. And... Um, Remind me to get it so yeah. I can read it to you for this because it, it was absolutely beautiful. And her husband framed it and sent it to us, you know, when she got her first picture. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, but so she was, you know, really was her job. And we, we felt like she has a family to raise. Um, she was doing this for us. We had an agreement. And there's so much trust that goes into this process that you can't really like qualify or, or quantify. You just have to go with it. It's very human in that way. Like mm-hmm. I, I think in a lot of processes, you depend on data and science and that you want to know all the inputs and the outputs. And, mm-hmm. and especially when the stakes feel so high, I mean, it's your child. Mm-hmm. And it's human, very human in that you just have to see, look this person in the eyes and have an agreement that they're going to carry your baby mm-hmm. and take care of your baby. I felt um, strangely calm hmm. during the during the process. Was that unexpected for you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. I thought I would be preoccupied with this woman in Wisconsin, you know, <laughs> sort of carrying carrying our child. But we we went on with it. We went on with our day to day life and. She, you know, she did what she agreed to do. We did what we agreed to do. 
Um, we had contact, and I, I felt peaceful. We had mentioned earlier that it seemed seamless, and I agree. It, for lack of a better uh, word, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Was that unexpected for you? It was. You make the financial decision, and, and you go through the the signings and, and meetings, and before you know it, you have a child. Mm-hmm. seemed easy over the course of a year. What did you think it would be like? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, we had absolutely no idea. I I will say that um, our relationship with Mary Mm. at the agency was also very, very calming. Mm. Um, She she gave me, and both of us, I would say, Mm. um, just a sense of, I got this. You know, I I felt like um, there, there, you know, processes were you know, we're, we're in place as they should be. Um, their screening process, I sort of, we sort of felt very taken care of. Yeah. And so, you know, if I was going to recommend it to somebody else, I, you would always, I would think you'd always want to have somebody watching over. And did you find what, yourself ever calling just like I, in, in a situation where you're like, I have no idea what to make of this. Like I got to call, I got to call Mary. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I had um, I had a situation with it wasn't it wasn't a big situation, but it was with the, our fertility doctor, yeah. and um, and we had we had one or two challenges, and um, and I just called Mary to sort of talk me through it, yeah. and she was really helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's always very calming and reassuring. Very. Also, because and you know so she's upbeat. done this for so she's she's seen yeah. hundreds of surrogacy pregnancies mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and so. It is very calming to know. Okay. Yeah. And also what what was helpful to us was that the agency didn't do too many. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, as far as I was concerned, they weren't stretched too thin and she was always available yeah. to us. Yeah. And, and I, that's how they like it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot of, I mean, here we are uh, nearly 10 years later and it, that relationship is still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mary and... Her daughter are coming over soon. I know. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Eric, can I ask, when, um, the, going, when you're going through the pregnancy, what was the relationship like with you and your surrogate and, and her family? Um, well, unfortunately, we were far apart because yeah. they're in... There's the dog. <laughs> they're in Wisconsin and we're in New York. But we'd had a few meetings back and forth, and I, the relationship was really between uh, Lori and, and my wife. Yeah. Um, they spoke a lot. Um, but uh, the times that we did get together, it was, it was just getting to know them, and, which was very easy to do because yeah. they're very nice people. Were you going out there? We, yeah. we went out, I think, once or twice. So we went out to meet them. Um, and then we had all of our medical stuff, all of the, uh, medical stuff done out in San Diego. And so we did that on our own. And then Lori and Steve, we sent Lori and Steve, but we didn't go with them. They, they went separately. And so we met them once. Then we met them again at the 20 week sonogram in person. Here comes the dog. Oh, isn't that funny? You can hear his little toe, his little yeah. toes on the yeah. on the floor. Mm-hmm. What a cutie! And and then 
at the birth. So we didn't have that many in, you know, in person meetings. Were you texting or calling or emailing? As I said, about once a week. Yeah. And, you know, and if, if there was something to report, like a medical appointment or, you know, sonogram or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but not really much more than that. As I said, it was, you know, we really sort of, without planning it, just kept boundaries. Yeah. What are you eating? But very How friendly. are you sleeping? Well, that's what I'm saying. That I thought that I would. How much Diet Coke are you? You're right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I would worry about that. But, yeah. you know, when it came down to it, I really didn't. When you look back at the, at the time of the pregnancy, um, kind of what's, what a, What's kind of your feeling about how it went? You said seamless. It was really simple. Mm. Amazingly simple, except oddly, Eric and I gained weight during the pregnancy. <laughs> this, <laughs> is really, this is really true. Well, why do you think that is? I, I mean, who knows? But I mean, I think that there, there was some, you know, symbiotic yeah. relationship. That happened with my first wife when she was pregnant, too. Yeah. I gained a lot of weight. My, I have a guess. This, is, this would be true of me and my husband, so not to project. Um, but that I, we have this feeling of like, okay, here comes a big change. Let's just like enjoy what we have right now. Well, there, actually, there was hot a lot meals of now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There, there was a lot of that. Yeah. But I, I think in this, um, again, very symbiotic way that, yeah. you know, maybe I was simulating a pregnancy or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's all so this, funny though. you know, of course I'm a therapist, so I think about all this stuff, <laughs> but I, I know there's so much unconscious that goes yeah. on. You're asking us about the you know, sort of what was the day-to-day like, and then this is the, you know, sort of the unconscious of it. Yeah. Right? Hmm. I haven't thought about, like, what, what is the unconscious? Mm-hmm. So have you thought about that a lot, you know, over the years? Kind of how that experience changed you or how it, what you were learning during that time? I think the biggest, the most interesting part of this for me is that while I'm forever grateful and feel close to... Lori and Steve and their children, and, and Mark will even talk about that. He has a relationship with them as well. Yeah. Um, the idea that Mark was a surrogacy, even though we've openly talked about it, yeah. and our family, it sort of went away. Huh. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'd like to explain this better. It's, it's not so top of mind anymore. He's our son. Yeah. Um, and... The idea of thinking about the surrogacy doesn't come up on a regular basis, so I don't actually reflect back that often. Huh? It was this this gift that happened. Yeah, it's not part of your everyday life. Um, not the uniqueness of it. No. What do you mean by the uniqueness of it? I mean, not um, or, or unconventional way we yeah. we had him. Yeah, it is unique. I mean, you know, not mm-hmm. there. Not every you know, child at the park is born through surrogacy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Did you expect it? Did you expect it to have like kind of a weight in your life that it doesn't have? Is that, is that kind of what you're talking I about? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's now, you know, nine years later, it, yes. it's like a wisp of a, of a memory. Yes. And a very positive memory, a happy memory. I think that beforehand, um, I just wasn't sure. 
yeah. how I would feel about it. Would yeah. it always be this, um, <clears throat> you know, sort of unusual way our son came into the world? Would we always carry that around? Um, and it just feels like a unique, beautiful birth story. Yeah. And that's it. Is that the same for you? Completely. And I love the fact that our son knows all about it. Yeah. And he's completely fine with it. How would you describe, um, you talk about being friends with your surrogate and her husband. So can you describe that relationship now, nine years later? Well, it's, it's like any friends you have that you have a history with. Hmm. Um, you've known them for so long um, that they feel like they'll always be special to you and special in your, in your life. Uh, that's attributed to experiences you went through. And this is like such an a intimate experience um, that we went through with them. And even before that, though, aside from that, we, we thought they were great people. Mm-hmm. And we really enjoy their company and we enjoy their family spending time with them. And, uh, and I can't say enough good things about them. What was, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so we've spent interesting time with them. <clears throat> so when we went out to Wisconsin for the birth, yeah. they, without telling us, they organized a big party for us oh. that they had. So she, her due date was as, uh, the, I guess, now, now, so Mark was born on the 18th. Actually, he was supposed to be born on the 17th. Ah. And then she actually didn't deliver on the 17th. But um, on the 16th, which was a Sunday, she had her entire family over and friends. Oh, and wow. she had a party for us at their home. It was so beautiful. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. That's special. Uh, yeah. And then, then she went into the hospital the next day and... Then she didn't deliver, um, and then we ended up going to dinner with Steve, and then went back to our hotel, and um, and then the next day Mark was born. Wow! Um, so they they we were took so home. right. So they were so gracious to us in so obviously so many ways. Mm. And then since then, um, we saw them. I should get my my facts straight, but I think it was Mark's. Second, when he was two or three years old, mm. they came to New York. Lori was running the New York City Marathon oh, wow. and stayed with us. So she, Steve. Another one of those list items that absolutely. she wanted to achieve. Yes, yeah. there were two of them. Um, and so they stayed here. Wow. And the girls slept on the couch. Actually, Mark and the girls slept on the couch. Lori and Steve slept in Mark's room. Wow. And, um, and we had a wonderful weekend. And that happened... Twice Most she the did two marathons. Then they visited during Hurricane Irene. Was it Irene or Sandy? Like during no. the hurricane? Yes. Well, yeah. that wasn't planned. So oh. they flew. They flew <laughs> in. That? It was in August. No, it was Hurricane Irene. Oh. Maybe that was before the marathons. I'm sorry if my chronology is off. Um, and they came here, and they were they were vacationing here. Wow. And we did uh, New and York. They're going to go out. Things. We have a house in Long Island, and we're. They were going to go out there, but they couldn't. Right. Because of the but it was shut down. And so everything was shut down. And we ended up just, you know, hold up. And hunkering down. <laughs> hunkering down. Playing in our games. And yeah. 
mattresses yeah, on the right. floor everybody's sleeping on the floor that's kind that's of right. a cool like yes. that's like those family memories you know mm-hmm. I, I i grew up in texas and i have those like kind of like tornado memories of oh, like all the family kind of hunkering sure. down and power yes. goes out yeah. Yeah. and you, you remember that it's, that's it's, how it was wow so we don't was, have those in new york very often yeah right, right so they've had three visits in mark's nine and a half years they've had three visits here yeah and We've been to Wisconsin once, and we got to see them again. And that was Mark's fifth birthday mm. we had there. Okay. So, so we've seen them quite a bit. And, and again, like you kind of didn't know what it would be like, what your relationship would be like with them through the pregnancy, but then after as well. Yeah. yeah. We had no, how can you have really an yeah. idea? It's this oddly intimate moment with perfect strangers that just worked beautifully. What do you think kind of contributes to how well it went for you? Our personalities, hmm. um, our the I, generosity. I mean, that's I, I think that's the biggest part of it, right? Generosity sure. um, of Lori, of Steve, of her daughters um, that she's you know so willing to give. You know, of her time, of her body, of everything, and um, and our gratitude for yeah. that, and also respect. You know, respect of privacy. Hmm. What can I ask? What that means to you? In yes, this, situation? this idea, like I was saying before, that um, you know, that I would want to know everything, absolutely everything yeah. she's doing, and <laughs> and then that. You know, I, I didn't even have to control myself. I just had this faith and confidence and trust that it would be okay. Yeah. So I, you know, so we allowed them their privacy. I mean, they're doing, a, they were doing us such a service, but yet they were living their lives too. So that's, I think that has to be part of the relationship. Yeah. No, wait until the siren goes by. I'm going to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Where's the recording device? It's this little thing right here. It's everything. Yeah. So small. Yeah. It's- Technology. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I can just like go and sit in someone's living room and, yeah. and then someone else will be sitting in their, their living room listening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty rad. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about, you know, a lot of things that work. I think one of the things that um, women are that I've talked to have expressed some fear or worry or anxiety on kind of both sides of like, I'm a mom and someone else and another woman is carrying my baby through pregnancy or I'm a surrogate. And I know that a mom has, I'm a mom. So I know how I would be (laughs) if I, Mm -hmm. if someone else was carrying my baby. Um, And I think that a lot of people who haven't been through surrogacy um, particularly women have concerns about what that would be like having gone through it and now kind of being removed and having this beautiful relationship with the woman who carried your baby. Um, can I ask what you kind of your perspective about that and, and about that fear that, that you think women might have, um, of working with a surrogate? Does that make sense? Because I'm also yeah, saying sure. this as a man, and so I'm like, I right. don't really know what it's like to be a no, woman you in this situation. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, 
Um, I think that's what I was alluding to before that yeah. I didn't explain well enough that um, the idea that somebody else is doing this for you while it's absolutely beautiful and, you know, there's so much gratitude, it can... I thought beforehand it was going to feel odd. I thought perhaps it would feel odd later on. Yeah. Um, you know, when I had, you know, when I'm just in, you know, my life yeah. with my son that somebody else did this. But that's really what I meant yeah. when I said it just went away. It's this incredible service and gift that she did for us. And then she literally passed the baton of motherhood to me. Yeah. And I and I'm telling you I felt this more when she walked in the door. And I'm I'm trying to remember what year. I think it was when Mark was 2 or 3 years old. I hadn't seen her since. And she hadn't seen Mark, but you know, of course there were pictures back and forth and I thought what's it going to feel like? You know, is it going to feel like she's actually, you know, his mother I had no idea what it would feel like. And I remember when she walked in the door, I mean, she hugged him and it was just so obvious that he was my child, yeah. even though, um, even though she has this special bond with him and she does. Yeah. And he took to her immediately, um, with, you know, with warmth, right. Mm -hmm. And also her children and her husband. Um, but there's no doubt that the baton is, was passed. Yeah. And Mark considers her family. Mm. Um, he kind of thinks of her as like his, what? His... Well, I mean, it, it's actually, it's interesting. We, we, we have a, a slightly even more unique story uh, mm. with Lori. So our good friends um, are a gay couple here in New York. And they wanted to have a baby. I'm not sure if you know this already. I, and, I, I know little bits and pieces, <clears throat> but I don't really know the whole story. And they... Um, they asked me if I would call Lori to see if she would, you know, if she'd be willing to carry. And I said, I don't think she's going to be willing to carry. Um, because we had talked about that afterwards and she felt like she was, she was done. And then I guess just because she, you know, she knew of our relationship, she, um, she said, Hmm, let me call you back on this. And she hung up the phone, and then the next day she said, talk to Steve, we're in. And <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it was literally the next day. She's like, wow. "Any, you know, such a close friend of yours, we're doing this. Wow. And they did. She did. And She carried another pregnancy for another family. She carried two. She, they had twins. Wow. I don't think she bargained for that, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> carrying twins... It's a, it's a different It's a whole pregnancy. different ball. Yes, yeah. it's a whole different ballgame. Mm -hmm. um, but they have two beautiful little boys, Max and Luca. And Mark considers Max and Luca his brothers and Paige and Maddie, Lori's children, his sisters, oh. plus Allegra. Just recently, he was telling somebody, oh, yeah, I have three sisters and two brothers. And the person looked at me and said, Really? <laughs> so we have a unique family. Yeah. He absolutely considers them family. Do you get to spend time with uh, the brothers? We spend time with Max and Luca all the time. We have a weekend house in the same town. Okay. Wow. So. And they just turned four. Wow. 
So you've been through this process now and you've been parents to this wonderful boy for almost 10 years. He's, he's nine now. Mm-hmm. Looking back, um, looking back at how much you wanted to be a mom and how much you wanted to be parents together. Do you feel like it's everything that you hoped it would be? It's more. Yeah. We never imagined how great it's going to be. I had no idea, <laughs> honestly. I just, um, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine, obviously can't imagine life without Mark. I feel like it added such a dimension to our lives. I mean, my life, because we, you know, we also have Allegra, um, but I, I can't even imagine. And I think you asked, you asked earlier what made me, dis, you know, what made us like decide to do this. I remember my mother was um, getting older and I thought, one of the things, you know, because I, because we had, I had almost let it go, yeah. right? Like I didn't, almost didn't do this. And I thought I wanted to carry on, you know, the mother, mother child relationship that my mother had with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we were able to give my parents a grandchild before, before they passed away. So. That was incredible to be able to do that. They were the oldest grandparents that ever lived. But uh, <laughs> can I ask what it was like to introduce Mark to them? Oh my gosh! So we came back. Mark was born on a Tuesday, and we flew home on Thursday. That was terrifying. Wow! The idea of going mm-hmm. on a plane with a newborn. Yeah, which yeah you experienced, I think. Uh, we, we drove, oh, you drove. Uh, sa- okay. same kind of fear mm-hmm. or, you know, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and he was incredible. And we actually drove out of our way. We were flying out of Milwaukee, but we drove to Madison to introduce Mark to Mary oh. on the way. Um, and so, but everybody was here. My brother, my brother picked us up at the airport and my parents were here and they were just over the moon when they met, I'll never forget my father when he held Mark for the first time. Just the biggest smile, I'll show you a picture of what yeah. it looks like. Um, it was incredible to be able to give, give them that gift. It's beautiful. And there he is now with the picture. That's, with the picture. <clears throat> that's grandpa holding Mark when he first came home from the hospital. So I wanna invite Mark to the microphone. Before I invite you, Mark, I do want to ask, um, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to talk about? I think I'd like to add something. Yeah, please. uh, If it's okay with you, um, Eric, that I, I think I was nervous about this big ask to Mm -hmm. Eric, 
you know, will you, will you do this at this stage of life? Will you, you know, will you be a parent again? And then, but I also felt like um, I was giving, we were giving you a gift too, because, um, because you were separated from Allegra's mom, right? And so you didn't live with her every day. And so I thought this was just a, you know, a wonderful way for you to have this. It was. Um, as we said, I had a, a daughter in my previous marriage, yeah. but uh, I had a lot of a part-time because we were split up. We split yeah. up when she was about three, three or four. And uh, really, she was raised by her, her mother, but I saw her a lot. That's not enough to be able to live with a child and see them every day. I mean, one of the things that really made me depressed was when I saw my daughter one time, she had gotten bigger. I was like, oh, I'm her father. And I would have a moment where I see her and she's taller. I mean, I didn't want to have, I wanted to go through a parenting where I was with the child her entire life. And, and I got to have the opportunity to do it again. And as I stated earlier, I'm not, I'm not a youngster. Um, if you can do it young, everybody out there, do it young. But uh, it's given me a goal to take care of myself physically, emotionally, and to live longer and live healthier and be there for him. Because I can do the math, and uh -huh. sometimes it's scary, but I'm going to push through it, and I'm going I'm to be there for him. It's kind of amazing for me to hear that as a dad of a young baby. Because really, that's like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. No matter what age you are, that's kind of what you sign up for. Sure. And you kind of don't realize um, what a responsibility you have to take care of yourself so that you can be there for your kids. And it's funny, at the age of 33, I, I wish I had more time. Mm. You know? <laughs> And like, oh, I would, I'd go back to 24. Mm -hmm. I'd go back 22, I guess, if I had to, you know? Um, it's nice I, to have the wisdom, though. Yeah, it's, it's oh, no. You have it's, the body of a 24-year-old, but the wisdom. What's amazing about it is that you, that's like a genie in the bottle wish, but like really like your, your kids come at the time they're supposed to come mm -hmm. and you're the parent attending to them and helping them at the time where they need you. It's true. And... Um, but I, I like, I really appreciate hearing mm -hmm. from a dad who's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta be here. I gotta do the things. Gotta tough it out. Yeah. yeah not, it's, it's not a question of if it's a question of yeah. gotta do it. Yeah. Eric does triathlons mm. and, um, we talked about the, probably the last year you'll do a triathlon is the year that Mark will do it with you. Right. And we'll do it together. And I hope that comes soon. <laughs> oh my gosh you guys i'm such a crier that i'm like that's so that's isn't that great that's good so, that's really yeah. good that's another episode we're gonna have to do another podcast episode when you're also one other thing <laughs> if i have time that oh, um, do, yeah. the idea that allegra has a little brother i mean they're 19 years apart right yeah and they live we live on different coasts but they're so close when they're together oh. and mark looks exactly like her wow which is so sweet it's amazing to think of surrogacy and these amazing people that come into your life, particularly the surrogate and her family. 
but this woman who comes in to carry your child and at the at the very beginning it's about like you know the four of you in the room at the match meeting and then as you kind of live your life your kid meets their sibling their sister their brother their this new baby mm-hmm. meets their grandparents and all of a sudden this team that brings a baby into the world is affecting all kinds of people that you never even imagine when you start the journey. Oh, for sure. And we have such a big, wonderful, extended family of friends and, you know, unique relationships. Our friends had a big shower for us Mm. before Mark was born at their home. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, and if you hadn't, Kind of taken that. I mean, I, I think it takes a lot of courage to kind of go into the unknown like that. And it, But if you hadn't, that wouldn't happen. All of this love in your life wouldn't have happened. And for sure, like the best part is that this person is here. Oh, it adds, I mean, he adds such dimension to our yeah. lives. And and who knows what will happen, what, what, what he's going to do out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, now is a great time to invite him to the mic. All right, you're the man of the hour. Come on over, buddy. What do you think? Is now a good time? Come on, sit here. So I have a question mark. Um, you know, there are other families out there who go through surrogacy, like my family, um, so that their kids come into the world. What would you say to parents who are thinking about doing surrogacy? That it's something that can be a little awkward, but once you get through it, it's it's like if I was a parent, I would say it's a wonderful thing. Because why? You have kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to have kids, like my mom and my dad couldn't, because something was wrong with my mom's stomach, uh then they had to go through surrogacy and they couldn't find anybody but then they found her they found Lori that's pretty cool mm-hmm. is there anything that you want to say to uh, Lori and Steve and, and their family thank you HopeWorks is a podcast created by Hope Surrogacy. We are honored to share these surrogacy stories with you. Make sure that you subscribe at hopesurrogacy.com slash podcast or on iTunes so you don't miss a minute. Thank you to the entire community of surrogates, parents, and supporters who make this work so amazing. And a big thank you to Margaret, Eric, and Mark. The love you all share as a family is so inspiring, and I'm so grateful for the hope that you shared that with the help of a surrogate, after your surrogacy journey ends, parents just get to be parents and a family just gets to be a family. We'd also love to give a big thank you to Seed Trust who's helped make this episode possible. Seed Trust provides dependable escrow services for surrogates, intended parents, and egg donors. During your surrogacy journey, you have got to have a solid plan for your finances. 
Believe me, as a parent who's had two babies through surrogacy, I know. At Seedtrust, you'll find quality managers you can count on and a secure online platform that's accessible, transparent, and reliable. SeedtrustEscrow.com. On time, online, worry-free. That's SeedtrustEscrow.com. If you're listening now and you're interested in finding out more about becoming a surrogate or building your family through surrogacy, come chat with us at HopeSurrogacy.com. Find stories on the blog, leave us a message on our contact page, or come say hello on Instagram and Facebook. Just search at Hope Surrogacy. Thank you for listening to Hope Works. On behalf of all of us at Hope, Mary, Leanne, Amy, and myself, we can't wait to hear from you and to talk about how Hope works. <laughs>